Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Ma, I'm done with my segment. This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. We're talking football with the professor, John Clayton. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time to text those questions in. 206-421-3776. That's 421 ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let them go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. As you might imagine, John, we we got a lot of people that were texting in, sending me tweets over the weekend. Make sure you talk to John. Make sure you bring up to John the result of the Lions and the Cardinals. Yeah, there you go. The Cardinals. Your your Lions did great. My beloved, lifelong favorite team, Detroit Lions. (laughs) Blew, Blew out the Arizona Cardinals. Well, it, well, they did blow them up. And more importantly, it just speaks to the the ridiculous nature each week where we're trying to figure out, all right, who are the most dominant teams? Who are the yeah. best teams? And then they go out there. Cardinals, I mean, they didn't just lose. They got their butt kicked. They did. Tyler, Kyler, Kyler Murray didn't play well. The offensive line didn't block well. I mean, they didn't play good defense. I mean, it was it was terrible. Was it was it more in your and I think you're answering it right now, but was yeah. it more about what the Cardinals didn't do as opposed to what the Lions did do? I give the Lions credit on this one because they came out and they moved the football. They did all the right things, and then the Cardinals just collapsed. So it's like I give the Lions credit more so than the Cardinals collapse. How about uh, our guy Jared Goff, who I've labeled a dope at yeah. times? But, yeah, what was he, 21 for 26? Six, right. Three touchdowns. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he had a really good performance. And, yeah, it just goes to show you week in and week out. I mean, we're going to be talking about it in a couple of weeks, John. Yeah. Oh, boy, watch out for this team. Yeah, but by the way, do you see what happened to him today? Mm-mm. Tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, you're kidding. Who did it? Goff did? Goff did, yeah. Oh, oh, man. So it's like I don't. I question right now whether he's going to be able to play this week. Yeah. So, again, COVID-19 for Jared Goff. Uh, anything new with, uh, with Seahawks and Rams, John? Uh, no, because I checked the waiver wire, and – you know, obviously, uh, uh, Brandon Monet ended up going on the COVID list, so that takes it to seven active players and nine total players on the Seahawks COVID list. But nobody, at least today, was removed from the Rams list. So they're over 21. Now, they had you know, about six uh, that were removed on over the weekend, but then they added Joe Noteboom and another player. So they're still more than 20. So, again, at a distinct disadvantage. And if you're watching this horrible Cleveland Raider game, I mean, you can see how undermanned Cleveland is <laughs> because, you know, they're down more than 20 players. They can't do anything on offense. And, uh, you know, uh, even though the Raiders are playing poorly and letting them hang in the game, right now, you know, the, uh, the Browns can't score. Or one of the things we haven't talked about is if the kicker, yeah, because we saw this with uh, what was the deal with Baltimore yesterday? They mm-hmm. did their kicker get hurt or no? He, he wasn't on the COVID list, was he? No, no he, he was, Justin Tucker was just he was stu- there. It was a stupid decision by John Harbaugh, second time in the last couple of weeks. Because oh, yeah. he's gone. He's gone now. And again, you know my. And again, I don't know. You're old, you're old school. I'm old school. But it's mm-hmm. like too many of these coaches are going for uh, the the. You know, fourth down plays, and too many are going for two-point conversions, and it's killing them. I mean, they've now lost two games yeah. at the very end where they've gone for two-point conversions, one against Pittsburgh right. and the one yesterday, and they lost. Yeah, and they were all within three weeks. I yeah. guess I was thinking of um, Carolina. Yeah. They lost their kicker, and so oh, yeah. they were going for it for two. You know, the thing that frustrated the fire out of me was in that Packer game. Yeah. They got lined up in a in a winning 
formation where they could have had the quarterback run it, you know, pull a guard, yeah. you know, lead blocker, all that. Then they call timeout and then spread it out. And, you know, you got Huntley, who is not the starting quarterback, throwing the ball. Why not run it? Mm-hmm. It's two yards. Yeah, that, that drove me crazy. Yeah, because he threw it, and it was like it was the the receiver was triple covered. Yeah, and Bob, yeah, Bob was saying that too. It, what it was like three on one side, yeah. and one on, they yeah. threw to the single side. It really only had one chance. Right. Um, yeah. That, stupid. Yeah, John Harbaugh landed on the COVID list, and as you pointed out, Brian Monet is is on the uh, list today. Yeah. Now he probably wasn't going to play because he was injured. Right. Same with Brandon Shell. Yeah. So I I'm looking at it, going, yeah, it's not good. I'm not saying there's anything good about it. But to me, there are three players of consequence that the Seahawks are without currently. That's mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, that's DJ Reed, and Alex Collins. The other guys I look at and go, okay, well, those two weren't going to play. Shell and yeah. Monet were both injured. They're, they weren't going to play. Kerry Hyder has given you nothing this year. He's given you half a sack, so I don't know how much you're missing there. And then you, you've got some practice squad guys. I just mm-hmm. I don't look at it as a huge blow to their chances now because those guys are gone. Yeah, I think they're, they're if, if Reed and Lockett and Collins can't play, Okay, that hurts. Yeah, it the, does. The other players, I, I just don't look at it as that big of a loss. No, and of course, I mean, I mean, you just look at the numbers for the Rams, and it's devastating. And I don't know how many are going to be activated. I know, like, like for example, today, they moved the Browns game back two days, and the only guy from the Browns list that came off the COVID list was a safety, John Johnson. That was it. Mm. Oh, the John Johnson from the Rams. Yeah. Hey, uh, John, I should know this, and we were talking about this earlier. So, like, for Tyler Higbee, yeah. against Arizona, he had a false positive. Yeah. And missed, and missed the, game. the game. Yeah. He gets his paycheck or yeah. no? He gets his paycheck. Yeah. Okay. We were just trying to decide, you know, because uh, – so it's just like being injured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, of course, I mean, now he tested positive this week, and so he's out this week. Right. Yeah, yeah. we saw that. So he was on the list, removed from the list, put back on the list. Yes. Yeah. My and goodness. and the false positive yeah, that that surprised me that they didn't test him right away. He mm-hmm. had to wait twenty four hours, right? Right. And that's what's changed, right? Is that now you can do like back to back within hours? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But so, again, it still takes sometimes a day or two to get the results because you know certain teams send it down to California, and if that's going to be the case, it's going to take an extra day or two. John, uh, another thing, Dave and I were talking about off the air. We haven't talked yeah. about on the air yet. Is the is the new policy where and, and I'm trying to make sense of this, and Dave probably had the best explanation, but on the surface, I'm looking at the fact that the cases are spiking all over the place. Yeah. So the the NFL's response to that is, we're going to test less if you've been vaccinated and you, you're not showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. How does that make sense? That seems it counterintuitive. It, do, it does not make sense. Because, I mean, take a look at all the other sports, whether it's NBA, NHL, college football. I mean, they, they, they end up testing more. And now the NFL wants to test less. Does it make any sense? And I say no. Well, yeah. And the other thing is, uh, you look at the other sports, is that uh, there's more contact than in any other sport. I mean, you've got, you know, 45, 50 different guys out there on different times and, you know, 22 at a time. And you're hitting each other and yeah. swapping, you know, sweat and, you know, breathing on guys. I mean, the whole thing, it's it's... Yeah, it, you would think that it would be the the strictest, but it's not actually. I want to say it's the NHL right now. As far as we'll find out with the NBA, but mm-hmm. the NHL has uh, you know they've they've talked about possibly shutting it down. It just yeah. seems it seems a really odd response to cases are spiking. This is right. getting pretty pretty serious. 
So we're going to stop testing so, yeah, some of these test people. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? I don't. Yeah. I don't. And, I don't, and again, it's like, okay, so we'll test them if they're asymptomatic. Name me a player that's going to say he's symptomatic. None. Well, you know what, John? You're right about that, and I, I get that. Um, you know, people might criticize a player for trying to play through it and everything, but that's what you do. If you're an NFL player, so I, I always tell the story, we had a Sunday night game, mm-hmm. so I had a chance to go home because we stayed at the hotel in, uh, in Bellevue, and then I went home to my house in right. Kirkland before I went over there, and I was just shivering and sweating and the whole thing, but there was no way I was going to miss that game. Yeah. So, you know, I, I go to I go to this, this stadium, I put my stuff on, I go play. Everything was great after that, but that's what players do. And so I guess when you put it, you shouldn't put it in their hands. They shouldn't be the ones making the decision because they could spread it, and they're, yeah. they're taught, you're taught from the moment you uh, start playing football that you should ignore any kind of pain or discomfort or anything. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand it. I think it's stupid. I mean, again, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, the NFL makes right decisions. This is a wrong decision, I think. My goodness. Yeah, it, it's just it's such a random response. But, yeah. So what do you what do you make of of Tom Brady and the Patri- or the Patriots, the Bucks losing to the Saints? It Unbelievable. Just, the Saints just seem to have their number. They were showing all those uh, stats and how the, the team has done against them and it I mean, it's it's just proving to be true that for whatever reason, do they do something unique defensively that that gives him problems, or how do you sort of explain well, they, his they, lack they're, of success? They're really good at stopping the run. That's their strength, and they're good, you know, with the pass rush. We saw that yesterday, and Tom Brady just couldn't get anything done. And then to make matters worse, the injuries they suffered during the game could have a long term effect. I mean, Chris Godwin, you know who was you know, having a Pro Bowl-type season, one of the best in football. He blew out his ACL and MCL. Then Leonard Fournette, their best running back, he's got a hamstring, and he's going to miss a couple weeks. Levante Davis has a foot injury. He may miss. I mean, they may get Mike Evans back with his hamstring, but uh, you know, that's, that's, look, at, look at the damage that's done, and it could affect them for the next couple weeks and affect their, not their playoff chances, but their seeding chances. Uh, pretty much the biggest shock. Uh, well, I don't know. What's a bigger shock? The Saints? Uh, or how about the Buccaneers at 10-3 and three not scoring any points? Agreed. Um, or the Cardinal-Detroit Lion game. Which one more? Well, the Cardinal, because, again, uh, Bob's Lions, I mean, you just didn't expect that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like I know that they have some competitive games and all that stuff, but, I mean, this one wasn't even close, and Arizona was just awful. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about like the Saints yeah. that that goes back to been a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah that, then was... then uh, again, you just wonder now how's Tampa going to be affected by all this? Yeah. How how are the Broncos going to be impacted with Teddy Bridgewater being that was kind of a that was another one of those hits that didn't look that you know damaging. No, I it, guess it, it, it looked bad. Well, I mean, we've seen hits where guys yeah. just get blown up and, you know, they don't even see the hit coming. I mean, like hit Russell in the, the NFC yeah. championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's those hits where you're like, oh, my goodness, how is that? Mm-hmm. How is his body still in one piece? Versus, yeah, he clearly hit his head on the turf. It just didn't look as violent as some. But obviously, they, they carted him off, took the face mask off his helmet. Yeah. What What's the what's – the, future look like for this Broncos team that lost uh, uh you know a crucial game to the Bengals they're they're pretty well done 
<clears throat> because again, I know that uh, you know with their seven and seven record, they're down to the point right now where they have a three percent chance of making the playoffs. You know, Bridgewater is going to miss the next game, so he's not going to be there. Uh, Vic Fangio is in trouble, and they've got a tough closing schedule. So I think right now they are all but out in the uh, playoff race. John, we were talking about before the weekend yeah. the, the Patriot Colt game. Colts took care of them. I mean, 27-17. Yeah. I mean, I know the AFC is all topsy-turvy, but, man, that was uh, that was really an impressive performance. And, and uh, by the way, I heard that afterwards Belichick had like a six-minute uh, press conference and he apologized mm-hmm. or something like that. But, yeah, good, uh, re- really nice job. And uh, you've probably been watching the, the Hard Knocks thing or you're a couple yeah. episodes behind. But uh, you can kind of see why Frank Reich, his, his leadership – uh, how that team is coming together. And even though they didn't run the ball much, because I think, what, uh, Carson Wentz only completed like five passes. I mean, they, they ran the ball well. I saw that, uh, you know, they started to put out some of the preliminary guys for the Pro Bowl, and, you know, Jonathan Taylor obviously made it as the running back. and uh, Probably Darius Leonard, too, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah he'll right? make it. So it's yeah. like, a, but no, that, that's, a, that's a good football team. And now, with Tennessee blowing the game in Pittsburgh, just completely falling apart, in the second half, yeah. you know, now it's a one-game lead. Now, again, it's going to, you know, Colts have to finish a game above because they've lost two to Tennessee, but that the division's now back in play. Man, Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries for mm-hmm. 170 yards, and you're right, Wentz was 5 for 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, he, had, he, had, he had a Mac Jones day. Yeah, exactly, but he threw a touchdown, one interception, mm-hmm. but but still, just just enough to get it done. Yeah, Carson Wentz is kind of one of those guys also that I, I don't know, maybe I underestimate him yeah. for being, you know, maybe not being as good as he really is. Yeah, because again, it's like, say what you want, in that uh, Super Bowl year for Philadelphia, before he got hurt, he was taking the team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you guys have questions for John, you can text those in, 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN, powered by Mac and Jack's Brewing Company. John, I thought perhaps the Jags would rally around Bevel and, you know, hey, finally the, the Wicked Witch is dead, so to speak. Yeah. You know, Urban Meyer's gone. They're at home. They're facing a, a dreadful Texans team. And they went out there and got walloped by the Texans. Yeah. What, what, what do you think of the, what you saw? Because I saw all these, even after this game, people saying, ah, well, you know, Lawrence looked better. And, uh, hey, Robinson really contributed 75 yeah. yards and a touch. You know, kind of putting a positive spin on them getting doubled up essentially by a really bad Texans team. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, uh, you know, Jacksonville's just terrible. Houston's terrible. And so it's like, uh, you know, it was two bad teams meeting each other. Somebody was going to win, and it turned out to be Houston by a bunch. Yeah. Hey, John, we were looking uh, earlier uh, talking about the Pro Bowl voting. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, Dixon and Bellore, I guess, right. are getting a lot of love from from the fans. But uh, no Quandre Diggs? You no, he, be- was, he was fourth. I thought we we had yeah the, he was fourth in his position so there were yeah. three other players oh, ahead of him fourth of in his position oh. yeah see I would have thought he would have been higher than that who well, was ahead of him John uh, I'm sure Justin Simmons was ahead of him Kareem uh, probably Kareem Jackson uh, although you know Kareem's more of a strong safety but uh, you know and maybe so, Minka Fitzpatrick but uh, Buddha Baker probably yeah mm-hmm. anyway uh, John how how are you with the Pro Bowl voting. And I know this isn't very popular, yeah. um, but I don't like that the fans vote. I feel like it should be. <laughs> you, you don't like fans? 
I love not in fans, this instance, okay, he but not oh. in this instance. I knew I was going to get in trouble for this. I'm sorry, fans, but I just don't think you watch closely enough. You know, and if yeah. you look at stats and things like that, that you know, that doesn't always tell the story. And, you know, I was telling Bob that like anytime a coach would say something from another team nice to you or a player, that is like that means something. And I feel like, you know, that it should be more mm-hmm. based on the players, the coaches, and you know, maybe you could replace the the fans with like media, you know, from a certain selected media guys. But I, I really feel like that's something that you should it shouldn't be a popularity vote. It should be about, you know, like a guy like Demario Davis yeah. in the NFC. Like he might get he might get buried and not make it. That guy's phenomenal. And you know, you look at how there's more popular players with more tackles and things like that. And uh, I feel like uh, those kinds of guys should be rewarded. Yeah, I, I, what amazed me? What the hell happened to uh, uh, you, know, Bobby Wagner? Because he was sitting there on the top of the list. And I saw the list that came out today with fan voting, and he wasn't even on the list mm. for inside linebackers. How, how many do they show? Do they show, like, the top ten. five? Top ten. Top ten? He's not even in the top ten? No. Wow. Mm. I, it stuns me. Well, I wonder if that's just because, like I said, you know, the fans get emotional. Yeah, fans more... get emotional. And I think what ended up happening toward the end of the week last week, you know, fans got the double vote, or at least their votes counted double. And so because of that, you know, it just changed the whole list. Now, again, that's a one-third margin because, again, when the Pro Bowl comes out on Wednesday, you know, it's going to be, you know, the coaches one-third, the the players one-third, and that should balance things out. Somebody texted in, no vote for you, Dave. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, fine. I don't have to vote. I just think that, you know, when you watch, because I just remember that as a player. Yeah. I would watch opposing. I remember there was a guy in Pittsburgh named David Little mm-hmm. who tragically passed away at like age 45. It was a few years ago. Yeah. But I watched this guy on film. I'm like, how in the hell is this guy not in the Pro Bowl? And then Junior Seau, there was a couple of years where Junior just, he lost his reputation. Mm-hmm. He was there in there because of reputation. And that's what I've always hated, that it takes a while for the guys. I feel like if you play really well, yeah. Like Demario Davis is playing really well right now. He should get right in that year, and it always is like lag time because of the whole popularity thing. Mm-hmm. No, I, I can I can tend to agree with that. You know, because again, you know, it's like it's it's not a fair system, but that's the way it is. And uh, let's change it, John. Well, they're not going to change it. <laughs> All right, it's going to stay the way it is. Uh, John, what what is your take on the Cowboys? They get a win over yeah. a, a bad Giants team who are going to be without Danny Dimes now for the rest of the season. They they beat Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's not as, you know, we've been talking about Dak Prescott being in a slump and Zeke Elliott. I know he's dealing with injury or something, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, knee injury, yeah. He, 52 yards on 16 carries, nothing. Do you look at this as a, I mean, they're a 10-win team, but yeah. they – They'd, it'd be the least surprising team to get knocked out early in the playoffs. No, it wouldn't surprise me. But again, it's like this is the NFC. I mean, you don't, I don't know if you have uh, necessarily more than six playoff teams. If you particularly if you include San Francisco, <laughs> so that seventh thing is still wide open. And how good is the you know the seventh seed? Because you know it's the same thing as last year where Chicago wasn't a playoff team, but they made the playoffs with an eight and eight record. Yeah, John. 
It's good to talk to you. Glad you. Well, I'm glad you're embracing the Detroit Lions as yep. you should have yeah. throughout the your season. Your team, yeah, yep. well, beloved team. Yeah, right? you beloved. Know, grew up loving them. We'll you, hear you on the <laughs> sidelines tomorrow, <laughs> Professor. Yes, sounds good. All right, we'll talk to you later, John. Okay, there you go. If you missed any of today's cold hard facts, brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Download the podcast at 710sports.com. Yeah, very. Very satisfying for a lifelong Lions fan like myself, Dave. Long-suffering, lifelong Lions fan. <laughs> I love how Clayton is. He's like a dog on a bone with stuff like that. Yeah, you know, he just he makes it so, and then that's you're you're forever now. Bob. I know he'll he'll say Attached. this for years now. Like your favorite team, the Lions. How'd they do this week? <laughs> Maybe they'll go to the Super Bowl in the next couple of years, and you'll be a genius, Bob. Yeah, except I don't want them to go. I want the Seahawks to go. Yeah. I'm not rooting for the Lions, but John will make it true. He'll make it so. All right, which position group? can single-handedly win a game in the NFL. We'll tell you what that is next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.